think one thing that's also interesting to talk about is the victims of the Inquisition. Um, oh, yes. And that, like, ranges to space marines. Yes. Um, yes, it does. Yeah, yeah there's, there's whole oh, space dude, marine yes, chapters, including the space wolves, um, who have had, like, huge uh, altercations with the, with the Inquisition. Yeah, like, um, theoretically, the Inquisition only answers to the Emperor himself. So by and large, they can get away with whatever they want. Like, that's why they're able to have so many strains of thought in the Puritan and Radical Umbrellas, is because, like, they police the doctrine for everyone else, and they're the only ones who can, like, find nuances within the doctrine to kind of exploit like that. And there's a... Yeah, there, there's there's one like super Puritan strain of in, inquisitors who are like, we need to kill all the fucking mutants. And uh, there's a lot of mutant species. Well, not species because they're human. A lot of uh, mutants that are treated pretty well by the uh, by the Imperium and actually kept around because they're necessary. Like navigators. Yeah, they, they got like a third eye and they're kind of freaky looking, but they are the only guys capable of steering ships through the warp. There's yeah, Ogrins. Yeah. Re- there's... Representation matters. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like like the Ogrin guy in Dark Tide. Like he's he probably only has the intelligence of like a of two or three year old child, but god damn it, he smites the Emperor's foes better than anybody. Hell yeah. That's, that's like a weird around. that's a weird like uh gray area where it's just so like what the fuck is the difference between an ab human and a mutant yeah like, like it's I, the inquisitor's I, I, job to really yeah. outline that difference and there's this one super period infection that's like actually no all those mutants that are super useful they all need to die and they don't make many friends oh man <laughs> yeah you you kill all the yeah. navigators and you try to cripple like interstellar commerce and suddenly everybody hates you yeah Who'd have thunk? <laughs> Who'd have thunk? Yeah. But yeah, the There's Space one... Marines often uh, find themselves on the business end of the Inquisition. What were you thinking the... of? No, there's, um, so there's like the Space Wolves and like um, the first war of Armageddon, um, where like, you know, Angron of the World Eaters and like Corn invade the planet to like, you know, try and fuck everybody up. The Grey Knights come in and, mm. uh, and you know, I think it's like, I'm trying to do this by memory, so. Uh, but it's like I think like 200 or 300 Grey Knights get fucking destroyed by Angron, um, but they manage to seal him away um, into the warp again. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, shout out to Angron; he's like one of the only traitor Primarchs who actually does anything. Yeah, you know, <laughs> throughout, Angron throughout, gets throughout the done. like 10,000 like, years. Like, what the fuck is Lorgar yeah. doing? He's meditating in the warp. Fuck off, buddy. Like Fulgrim's on his pleasure planet, just getting a yeah. billion hand jobs at once. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no, just coasting nobody, on his fucking laurels. Yeah. Like Angron is still out there in the in the shit pits, doing the Charlie work and getting shit done. <laughs> He's absolutely <laughs> doing the Charlie work. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, poor Angron. Poor Angron. I, but no, like um, so that happens. Um, the Space Wolves are part of the force that helps. You know. Uh, mm. fight this shit off right. and so the inquisition is just like well this is um a huge demonic incursion this is a you know hive planet and we've seen a bunch of stuff happen um who've seen a bunch of stuff happen there needs to be a huge purge yeah of, of witnesses just we can't and like let news of the gray knights existing or like demons it's existing, existing demons being able yeah. to kill great knights like 
the the fucking angron existing. We can't let that get out. Everybody needs to die before they talk. And the space wolves are not cool with that at all because the space wolves and you know Lehman Russ when he was still around they were always all about how the common people were faring like kind of on the same wavelength as Vulcan and the salamanders except they weren't they weren't quite on that same level but it was just sort of like they're just sort of like listen dude we're not gonna be like you know death squads for you <laughs> like, yeah we'll, yeah we'll we'll, we'll we'll kill other Astartes for you and we'll we'll like you know We'll we'll fight aliens and stuff, but like we're not gonna just like you know kill civilians and yeah. and like and so it it was you know this really tense moment that looked like it was gonna turn into a small like civil war between the you know the space wolves and the Inquisition. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and there like there was a little bit of blood, but then like it just was sort of like well okay, you know yeah. This just won't look good. So yeah, like well, we'll we're keeping just, an eye on you though. Yeah, just, just for back saying for not doing the thing you said you would do, mm-hmm. or we told you to do rather. Yeah. yeah, I think there was another uh, another Space Marine chapter that really the Howling Griffins really got fucked over. I was thinking yeah. of a different chapter. I don't really know that much about the Howling Griffins. Yeah, right. I never heard of these guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the what, uh, yeah? What what's their band camp? <laughs> Howling yeah. Griffins dot Bandcamp. I was talking about the <laughs> Celestial Lions. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what. Oh, that's God, what I meant yeah. to say. Oh, never mind. Oh, we lost Craig. That's okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's uh, he ever fucking done for us? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we... <laughs> yeah. Why didn't Craig would never kill those civilians? Fucking coward. <laughs> 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 <It was> useless. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Craig, just pull the trigger. <laughs> Craig at the fucking Nuremberg trials. Like I was just following orders. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, howling yeah, the howling griffins. Yeah, so what's their deal? No, sorry. You you said it. I got I got sidetracked. That the howling griffins are doing fine. They were not oh. killed by the Inquisition. Okay. It's howling griffins talk- are doing fine. Yeah. So I was talking about the Celestial Lions, who they have like a bit of a, um, bit of, they're like one of the only Space Marine chapters with like an actual like African flair to them, which is really cool. And we need more of that. But um, they clashed a bit with the Inquisition during the pacification of a planet called Qatar, which was, I think, like a shrine world. A lot of priests, a lot of faithful, uh, faithful adherents. And eventually the high echelons of the priesthood they started worshiping chaos instead of the emperor. Uh, Inquisitor comes in, blockades the planets, uh, requisitions. Because like the Inquisition can, an individual Inquisitor, depending on his connections, can kind of pull from all different agencies of the Imperium if he asks nicely. So this guy asked the Space Marines nicely. They sent the Celestial Lions. And, you know, after the head priest who had been corrupted got killed, the Inquisitor was like, okay, so this world is all like faithful people. They were all going along with this for years. They all need to be purged. And the Celestial Lions kind of did the same thing. Like, we're not going to be your death squad, dude. Like the the Inquisitor ordered an exterminatus, which is when the an Inquisitor can just wipe a planet out wholesale. They have the authority to do that. And the Celestial Lions just would not be along with it. That like they they weren't chill with that. So they just uh, sent a the Celestial Lions sent a strike cruiser with a delegation to like straight to Terra, 
entreating the High Lords of Terra to uh, take the Inquisition aside and be like, hey, so remember that time that you purged that world Qatar full of faithful people? What the fuck was up with that? And there is like, this is something else I, I found when I was doing research. There is a uh, a little subsect of the Inquisition that kind of monitors Astartes. whenever... Yeah. Uh, well, there's one that monitors Astartes, but there's another yeah. that monitors other Inquisitors. Just any time that an exterminatus gets called, they do mm. like an internal review. And like the, the, the planet's already been destroyed. It's already happened. But it's the kind of accountability where if you get a guy like Cryptman, then it's like, okay, you destroyed 100 worlds. We're casting you out. So right. there is like a bit of um, a bit of a counterbalance to, you know, Inquisitor Karen who calls an exterminatus after the, uh, <laughs> they forget the the pickles on her Grok's burger or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they sent a delegation to Terra to uh, talk to the, the High Lords about the Inquisition, but the ship was discovered two years later in orc-controlled space with nobody left alive, nowhere even close to its intended destination. They also, yeah, they also got really fucked up during um, the Third War for Armageddon. That's right. Where um, in the in the midst of like this, like you know, just existential, you know, like battle for the Imperium, like the Inquisition still wanted to make an example out of them. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't, I don't remember what what the what the fucking thing was or so. What 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 happened there was um, the leadership, the chapter master of the uh, Celestial Lions and their last apothecary, who are the guys who harvest the gene seed that let you make more space marines. Um, They were found dead next to the chapter's last land raider. And they were shot with a shot, like straight through the head, super accurate. And they asked the Inquisition what happened. And the Inquisition was like, oh no, orcs, 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 sharpshooters, orcs, snipers. Where yeah. if you know anything about the orcs, um, they don't they, have snipers. No, no, they even even their elite <laughs> commandos uh, are you know still dudes who just you know they're good at stealth, but they'll just fire sporadically when yeah, they, they don't. You know, they don't paint their bullets red so that they're more accurate or whatever. <laughs> 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 yeah, like just. Orcs don't really like they don't use guns to actually shoot things. They just use guns to kind of like just vibe off the noise. Yeah, to psych themselves <laughs> up. Like, you yeah. know. Like they're more they're liable to kill as many of their own forces as they are to <laughs> actually kill the enemy. whatever they're aiming at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about orcs. They're so much fun. Yeah, dude. One um one thing that was great about the I just want to like do a shout out to the Celestial Lions. And it's mm-hmm. another Aaron Dembski Bowden book where um uh Emperor's Spears, which is this really, really good dark Imperium book uh that mm. takes place in Imperium Nihilus, which is the area in the like Galactic North where the you know there's no connection to the Astronomicon. So like right. everybody is living in this like new, you know, age of darkness or whatever what was that called again the age of uh blah 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 um uh i don't know age of strife age, age of, of strife. strife yeah yeah um yeah it's like the another age of strife where just like all these planets are isolated from one another and it's it's just a bad time mm-hmm. um but like um they he foreshadows the celestial lions and like it's it talks about two three space marine chapters the mentors 
-hmm. the Mentor Legion, the Emperor's Spears, and the Celestial Lions. And there's like this point, and like it talks about how like they're like up oh, there rebuilding, you know, like they've been super fucked up, but the Black Templars, you know, are just sort of like, you know, protecting them while they just like rebuild. And, um, but they became just like fucking homies with, um, with, with the mentors and the emperor's spears. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. They're friends with one of those chapters. <laughs> I don't remember which one it is, but they like show up and there's like, you know, at this point there's still 300 of them and they just mm. like, you know, commit themselves to this, like, you know, chaos invasion. And like, you know, they're just, you know, a bunch of them are fucking dying, but they're just sort of like, you know, it's just that classic Crimson Fists, you know, just, you know, just holding like, you the know, line, just, just last stand kind of. Yeah, just, you know, do, doing like, you know, showing up even, you know, when like, it's just like, you know, pretty certain that you're going to fucking die. Like, yeah. you know, um, I don't know. Like, so I, it I like made it. me I think they were made me really like the chapter like yeah. a lot more after reading that. I mean that's that's one of the reasons why I love the Crimson Fists so much beyond the uh the bolt thrower cover art connection is just yeah, because fuck. like the fucking um you know Rin's world where they defended against a shitload of orcs after they had the big oopsie and destroyed their own fortress monastery and like they they just last stand they all expected to die and I think there were like 18 left by the time they fought the orcs off. Oh, it's just awesome. Daddy Pedro daddy pedro but uh um yeah so like i don't know and then there's like um and then there's cryptman like you know who oh yeah like, yeah who you talked about earlier like cryptman yeah. is um an interesting guy definitely an interesting guy like he was one of the first voices to really recognize the threats that the the, the actual existential threat that the tyranids posed right at the be beginning of the first tyrannic war but he did a lot of uh made a lot of questionable decisions and the inquisition kicked him out for it you know they were gonna eat those planets <laughs> yeah they were already <laughs> dead they just didn't know it yet <laughs> i gave them the mercy of a swift death instead of a slow agony in the tyranid gene like reclamation pools cool. you should exactly. be thanking mercy. me yeah. <laughs> i'm a patriot <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! It's like the they're about to get cooked. I couldn't let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> they had to die for their own good. Oh my God, oh, dude! Man. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of like um, like any any other like good like Inquisitor stories. Let's see here. Um, well, let's see. There's a uh, Hector Rex who was um, I think he was he was on the. Uh, Oh no, he was at he was at the siege of Vrax was where he was. Uh, Vrax uh, is, Vrax rules, man. That's like one of my yeah. favorite. That's one of my favorite stories. Yeah, and, I, it's, and it's one of the it's one of the only like cool battles that like the um the um blah 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 the Death Corps of Krieg are like a part of. That's right. I remember yeah. you mentioning that. Yeah. I don't I like I I I like I don't know because like for me it's like weird it's just like the the Death Corps of Krieg used to just be this like other Imperial Guard faction mm -hmm. that people were just like yeah there's that and then just sort of like you know in this like you know just hyper politicized climate they then just became like Nazi like you know an analogs 
Yeah. And so like, and so like, it's like, well, these things are just like, oh man, like whatever. Like I just like, I, it's, I, I literally thought that they were just supposed to be world war one German. No, that's like, what they're that's, supposed that, to be. Yeah. They're, they're supposed Nazis to yeah. latched onto them because they love their <laughs> faceless death squad automatons yeah, who just are their, in such a goddamn death. hurry to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the fucking death drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's what they're good at. Like they're, they're good at, at dying. That's like literally like their thing is that they just have really good, they have really good morale. Like they just have like, you know, this not on, they're not like sisters, but they're, they're like, you know, for just like, you know, mere mortal, just like conscript men, you know, very, uh, shame driven. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. Just because they they had a big oopsie in their home world in the past and, Kind of like the Vastroyans, they all have to atone en masse for it. The Vastroyans, though, you know, at least they're, uh... At least they got fucking rad mustaches. And and their moms and dads bought them a nice Laz rifle. Yeah! (laughs) Just like, here you go, son. Ah, kind of like trust fund. Yeah, they they, they got a nice mustache, a Laz rifle, a nice fucking, uh... Like a duplex in, in Willingsburg or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'll be waiting for you if you survive. You just, you gotta <laughs> hang on, son. No, yeah, but like they're showing up in clickbait pieces all the time. Like, watch how this one Imperial Guardsman stretched out his rations for six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just so, like, you know, failing to, like, you know, uh, disclose that he's a Vostroyan. Who just has like little care packages sent to him yeah. <laughs> by, by his parents? <laughs> it's just sort of like you know. I, I saw something on Twitter that was just sort of like, oh, like you know, I'm, I'm, you know, let's like take a look at you know the average life of a nanny who makes one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. <laughs> like, <we're just> like, <laughs> fucking something like that. <laughs> I love that's such a funny idea. We have to like keep the I, I love that idea for the Vostroyans. We should like yeah. bookmark <laughs> that, that running theme. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. But no, like, yeah, Vrax. So let's go back to this Inquisitor, because I don't know about them. Um, yeah, about uh fucking Hector Rex. So, you know, at the Siege of Vrax, what happened was um so there, I think it it started with like there was a an ecclesiarchical uh, ecclesiarch guy, just big shot priest, who wanted to start a holy crusade on Vrax, and he what happened was this guy like called the crusade, but he had a bit too much power according to the Ordo Hereticus because he had dudes with weapons fighting in his crusade, and that's a big no no. You can only have the sisters of battle. So they sent a, a Vindicare assassin after him who were the best snipers in the whole Imperium, but he was wearing a Rosarius, which is that like magic power field thing, and the bullet didn't strike its mark, and he just like whipped people up into even more of a frenzy because it's like, no, they're trying to kill me! They're trying to cancel me! Like, <laughs> just, you know, like fucking, uh, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Whatever fucking YouTube pissant is just like saying they're canceled when they're getting like, like Stephen like uh I saw something today that was like Stephen Molyneux 
Who oh I my god, about that a, fucking guy. I haven't thought about him in a long time, but it, it was just sort of like, yeah, cancer culture is a um, a prelude to mass murder. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I didn't look at it, but it was like a, like, you know, like a 50 minute like YouTube essay oh and, my god. That, that he had prepared. It's I, so I mean, funny. Fair enough. How... I mean, Pol Pot coined the term cancel culture, right? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, but, old uh, Khmer Rouge uh, standby is uh, canceling people. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I posted they, a... just, they hated celebs over there. Yep. Yeah, they did. <laughs> had to get rid of them. Just so oh, yeah. done. Uh, this a... is a, yeah, this is a Vindicare. I always loved this model. And um, uh, like, Anytime someone used a Vindicare, it was horrifying because they could they could target tanks and like yeah. their gun their guns could like you know could blow tanks up uh, you know with a not really they couldn't like do it on their own but like if a tank was like weakened enough they could like yeah. pop a shot that would finish it off or something like they like, they just like target the uh, ammo magazine or the fuel tank and just send it up or whatever yeah no they're they're super scary and like yeah. they. I remember, you know, I played the, my first army was Tau, and like I remember just being like really cocky because I was just like, oh well, my whole army are marksmen, so it's it's fine, like you know, yeah. like. But like I remember just like sending, I was like, oh, just a squad of fire warriors will be fine and be able to take this guy out, mm-hmm. and that did not happen. He killed right. all of them. <laughs> he killed so... every. He killed every <laughs> single one of them. Oh, that's what you get. <laughs> For being cocky. Oh, speaking of being cocky. So after this dude, uh, after they tried to cancel this dude and it didn't (laughs) happen, um, he got Vrax to just rebel openly against the Imperium. And then the Death Corps of Krieg got deployed to uh, just bring the world back into compliance. But uh, what happened was this guy's advisor was a secret Alpha Legion spy the whole time. Oh, so he yeah. called like he called up some Plague Marines, some Corn Berserkers, some traitor Titan Legions, just really just all the chaos started coming out of the woodwork. That's when you need to get the Ordo Malleus and the Grey Knights involved. So you bring in this dude, Hector Rex, he gets a prophecy that says that Vrax could fall and turn into a demon world. So to stop this from happening, he got a uh he got his like local conclave because that's like a gaggle of inquisitors um who all work together in the sector they work together in the conclave so he just lobbied his conflict his conclave to take control of the war zone and he commandeered like a whole regiment of death corps and this kind of angered the ordo hereticus because they were kind of dealing with the situation at the same time like there's a whole lot of like just inter interdepartment yeah. pissing matches it's like, between it's like, different inquisitors all the time it's, it's like, great it's like MI6 and MI5 yeah. like, like MI5 learned how to only speak latin so that MI6 didn't know what they were doing <laughs> and so like and MI6 was full of um of turncoats and communist turncoats who joined the Soviet Union and so MI5 was like tasked with fucking like you know countering that and but like they just like went so off the rails with covering their tracks 
someone mm-hmm. from the government was sent to like check in on them. It was just like they're all crazy. Like we have no <laughs> I- we have no idea what the fuck these people are doing, and they just like shut it down. They're <laughs> just like this is these people are just having adventures that don't mean <laughs> yeah. anything. They're just having escapades around the world, talking in Latin, and just not <laughs> doing anything. <laughs> oh, that's great. And like I, I don't know, that just is like immediate, immediately what it made me think of, or is is just sort of like um, I learned that in the new um, Adam Curtis documentary. There was an episode about oh, that, word. like uh, oh yeah, very oh, yeah. very briefly, and I was just like, that's so fucking funny. I did not know that. Um, cool. But, yeah. 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 All right, back to uh, back to Hector Rex for a bit. Um, what it what ended up happening is. Him and the Kriegers and his own little posse of Grey Knights, they did bring Vrax into compliance. And during that compliance, uh, Hector Rex bested a bloodthirster in close combat, which, how the, <laughs> how the fuck do you do that? Damn. That's I mean, so when, stupid. When you look like this, maybe you can, uh, maybe you can get somewhere with it but uh still oh, you, got a, like, you got a storm shield you got power armor <laughs> yeah you got maybe, a nice sword you know maybe he had like an entire division behind him yeah <laughs> he was just really good at parrying he's, yes. yeah that's that's what it is he just <laughs> he just memorized the bloodthirsters attack patterns <laughs> and yeah <laughs> just straight dark souls shit <laughs> good lord just just Fuck, after I've been really enough- after enough times of just hacking away at the Achilles tendon, you're gonna bring him down eventually. <laughs> you gotta stab him in the butt. That's yep. what I've learned from. Yeah, I've been really into Dark Souls three lately. I'm not super far into it, and I'm not great at it, but I'm really. What, um, I'm starting to get it now. What class are you playing as? Um, just the just a knight. I'm playing like real like yeah, and playing knight noob is fun. shit. You know, just to get into it. But yeah, it's been cool. I um I just um uh. Got high enough strength to use Vort's uh, fucking frost hammer thing. Oh, Fuck nice! Yeah. And I've just been <laughs> bashing the shit out of people. That's awesome. Like I, I always used to uh, just find the biggest sword I can and pretend to be guts from Berserk. <laughs> it's just a guts simulator. <laughs> yeah, like you can you can just like go into crowds and if you time it right, you can clear out like three or five people. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just posting this really quickly. It's um, this is what the um Vrax uh, Trader Guard looked like, which I was oh, always yeah. a, always a huge fan of. Oh, that is sick! No, oh, that's real Mad Max shit. It's fucking yeah. War Boy over here. <laughs> yeah, no, like I don't know. I fucking love Trader Guard. They're like I don't know. It's I had... all the all the Trader Guard art and representation has always been really really cool. I feel like when yeah. those uh when those dudes showed up in the Dark Tide trailer, I was pretty hype. Yeah, no, it's I. I was I'm super psyched about that. Yeah, they're good. They're gonna be fun to kill. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. they will. Yeah. Oh, oh man. man. Um. Oh. Oh man. We haven't even we haven't even touched on these guys. I don't know how that happened, but um. So we talked about like uh, how in the we talked about how like the sisters of battle are the chamber militant for the Ordo Hereticus. Like whenever a a Hereticus Inquisitor wants to get stuff done in his wheelhouse, he like, if he wants to just take out some, some shit that's like military grade action, he's going to call upon the sisters first. And the Ordo Malleus, the demon hunters, they have the gray Knights to do that. The Xenos uh, to prosecute aliens. They have a group of space Marines called the death watch. Yeah. And the death watch are, cool because 
like their whole deal is they actually bring together all the different space marine chapters from all the imperium each one of them sends a couple guys into the death watch to kind of like serve a term of service and it's either it's either a point of um like high honor or punishment (laughs) yeah they'll either Mm. send like the best of the best or they'll be like we just do not want this guy please yeah please take him away from us yeah it's it's like that game of thrones what do they call the uh the night's watch or whatever yeah yeah i i I never saw that show and um i'm glad i did yeah (laughs) i heard it ended on a really shitty note i don't know i I was thinking that like if i ever get covid and just like can't think or do anything for two weeks i'll just binge game (laughs) of thrones (laughs) (laughs) there's a couple of good scenes in that series and like you know it like that earned them a lot of goodwill and people to keep watching it's not that good like, yeah i feel like it's is, real like um walking dead syndrome it's what it's like yeah first couple you know first season is good second season is uh third season's interesting then it's just I, I just don't really care every once in a while you know something big will happen but what i've heard i don't know is, who fucking cares what i've heard from people who saw it is that like once they ran out of books to base the TV on, it just really, really dipped in quality to the no. point where, like, the last episode was so bad that it just erased the show from our collective memory yeah, entirely. Yeah. Like, we don't even yeah. talk about it anymore. Yeah, no one fucking mentioned it at all last year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah who Because it was horrible. It was so <laughs> bad. Like, m- me and my father, like, watched that show, like, just to, like, kind of bond and keep up with one another. I'll be right and back, Ozzy break. I'm going to go pee also. Yeah, so. me too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Another pee break, folks. Hell yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Hello? Hello? Hello. Hello. Oh, oh, you guys actually took a break. I was just getting up real quick to let Ozzy in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah, I get, uh, yeah. We probably said that right after you stepped away. <laughs> oh, yeah. I uh, I just wanted to hear what Andrew's uh, dad had to say about the Game of Thrones finale. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave us hanging, bro. <laughs> I need closure on that anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. Yo. Ew. Meow. Oh yeah. Uh, I wanna I wanna hear what your dad thought of the Game of Thrones finale. Um <laughs> I don't really remember. It, it, there was no conversation. It was just like oh. <laughs> <laughs> It was an understanding Ooh. between men. <laughs> it was just, just grimly just a, nodded at each other. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> refused all, to talk about it. <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> it was so sad. <laughs> yeah, no, that that was kind of like the I the the thing. Like I I didn't watch it when it first came out, and then I remember I just like watched it all when the whole thing was you know there to watch. Mm. And like I remember, I remember like was like well, there's this one like DSA guy here in like a. a you know, Brooklyn, who just like was like really, really into it. And, like he would just, you know, be putting out just um 
you know, just updates about the charter and just sort of what they were up to and just like, you know, uh, just like election processes and membership and stuff. And then he would just post, you know, updates about his thoughts and opinions about the last season as each episode <laughs> as each oh, episode man. came out. And it was oh, just yeah. one of the most surreal experiences to just kind of like consume <laughs> it's like, it like what the fuck is happening like it's i don't know but i don't know he's a, a was a super nice guy like super like mild mannered and like you know not very opinion opinionated but like would just go off on the last <laughs> game of thrones season oh, oh man i wonder what he's up to these days i think he's i think he's just you know still doing dsa stuff that oh. is yeah, somebody's got to do cool. DSA stuff. Yeah, hey, Good hey. for him. You know, <laughs> I feel bad for DSA members because, like, they're like, you know, there's it's a, a pretty like, you know, um, it's a weird group of people, and all the negative attributes kind of get lumped in together. And, yeah, and, yeah. No, but every DSA person I met has been chill. Like, I think just the uh, people just latch on to the shittiest and most cringeworthy parts of it. Yeah, because it is sort of had that kind of stand in for the whole, and you know, I don't know. I'll I'll shit on DSA, but I I I do respect DSA like overall. Like I feel like if I actually went to DSA meetings, I'd experience more of the shittiness. But every DSA person I've interacted with one on one has been uh, been pretty nice. So yeah, the meetings are actually really good. It's just the kind of like online apparatuses that are yeah are just just Hmm. annoying. Um, it's just left book shit posters with delusions of grandeur. Well, not even that. Like it's it's more like the the kind of like just like chronic Jacobin reading, just kind of um, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> just like um, uh, just sort of. Um, I, don't know, I feel like there's this interesting kind of um, antagonism between activists, organizers, and journalists slash podcasters. <laughs> that, 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 that exists <laughs> you put them in the same group no i i think that they hate each other it's <laughs> so like i don't know there's like there I, something i need to think about and, and expound upon more when i have more to say about it but i i absolutely think it's real um let me let's go back to inquisition because i want to say <laughs> i want to read one guy and his name is chad inquisitor chad of the Ordo Xenos has studied and written a detailed report on the known history of the Crute mercenary war band known as the Seven Wings Coalition. Due to their large size and the highly effective physical adaptations they have undergone during battle, Chan deemed them as a potential threat to the Imperium in his report dispatched in... Three six seven nine nine seven M forty one, and then uh, just to elucidate who the Seven Wing Coalition are, they're just a band of two thousand crew who learned how to act, you know, fight in extreme heat. Uh, oh, <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, yeah, the Seven Wing Coalition is what I—that's uh, my regular order at Buffalo Wild Wings. Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, I I haven't been to one of those since high school. It's been a really long time. Oh yeah, I've been there since college. They they opened one up um, in the uh, in the town that I went to college in. Yeah, uh, like in my uh, my last year there, and uh, that just became a big big spot for us senior year. And nice. it was fun. It was it was uh, stupid, 
the waitress assumed that I would order Asian zing, and you know what? I, I didn't contradict her. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a Buffalo Wild Wings with my parents once. Hell yeah. My parents, <laughs> are, my parents are both like, uh, they're both very like quiet linguist academics kind of pushing uh pushing 70 and there they were there with me in a buffalo wild wings so <laughs> yeah it was it was it was nice it was it was fun we uh we had some good food we watched some sports and uh <laughs> you know while while i'm on the subject Drank a lot of, of sports, blue moon yeah, while I'm on the subject of sports, I'm proud to announce that the New York Islanders beat the Devils tonight. Fucking Isles, oh, baby. Let's go. Yeah, baby. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, I've pretty much turned into that Hard Times article did you, where it's like Aging you... Punk gets really into hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you? Yeah, you and my buddy Ben are both super into hockey. I guess he was into nice. hockey in college, too. But Did did yeah. um? <laughs> you said that um the Islanders... Uh, score theme was by Joe Satriani. Yes, dude, that's a, that's insane. Fuck yeah! Dude. Skating with the alien. He's gonna be playing. <laughs> Good lord, man! Oh, it's man. playing right now. There's no way we're not gonna have it playing right now. No, yeah, no. Right You're in it, baby. Now. It's awesome. It's fucking sick. Absolutely, be playing right the hell now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> can we give it up i made a fucking pun i never make puns no that was yeah. fucking awesome. <laughs> that was solid i'm you know i'm becoming a person and it's all thanks to therapy <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> oh man um no it's um i don't know i'm trying to think of um i have this giant list open of every named inquisitor oh that's awesome and I have, um, what the fuck is this? There's a planet called Stalinvast. Nice. <laughs> what the hell? Stalinvast was a hive world covered with a thousand hive cities, mainly involved in the creation and testing of weapons for the Imperium. And uh, some gene stealers fucking landed there, and uh, some inquisitor landed there. Mm-hmm. Try said to every the gene stealers, I guess. Said everybody should probably fucking die. <laughs> That's I mean, great. One of the things that I always loved about the Inquisition is, well, they were my introduction to the entire 40k setting as a whole, because, like, you know, Dark Heresy, and then also the Eisenhorn books. And one thing that I always loved about both of those, uh, both those properties in their treatment of like the way the Inquisition works is you really get just the full spectrum vertical slice of imperial society and what it's like to exist and live or try to live at every single individual rung of that yeah, society. Yeah, ab absolutely. Like, it you know, the lowest like hive ganger scum all the way up to like the planetary governor who's like just eating fucking like synthesized filet mignon and listening to a servitor orchestra while his subjects are like just dying of hunger. Like I always like that kind of uh, almost Dickensian aspect yeah. that you get with, with an inquisitor because they really do deal with like every single like layer of imperial society. Well, no that's matter what. Yeah, that's one thing that I also loved about um, the uh, Warhammer Quest game that we all played. Oh, is yeah. Like, 
uh, I don't know, like I, I, cause that's something that I like get jacked up about too, is, is just sort of like, you know, just like every day, like, you know, just like, you know, just like, you know, doldrum Imperial society. Mm-hmm. And, and like, um, I don't know that, that reflected it pretty well. There was like just an adult fail son rogue trader that you could, yeah. that you could, that you could, that you could play as who just like the literal lore for him is that he's been just like disowned by his family. And then he just like has no titles anymore. So he just retreats like, you know, and just like, you know, starts working with just sort of like average mercenary because, you know, like rogue traders are similar to, you know, um, Inqui- they don't have this. They have nowhere near the same power as inquisitors, but right, they can yeah. they can they can charter like a regiment of imperial guardsmen to like you know go explore with them or you know yeah rogue traders are kind of the same deal as like uh, uh, Spanish conquistador guys where it's like uh, you know I'm I'm gonna like get uh, funding and manpower for this uh, expedition to the farthest corners of the galaxy and whoever wants to come with me in quest for glory just fucking come along and they uh they're able to get a lot of people like that they get like an official warrant of trade it's called from the high lords of terra that lets them just pretty much act as imperial law out in the furthest reaches of space which means they can really do whatever the hell they want as long as they're like on the frontier it's you know once they get into like deep imperial society then they're then there's some actual checks on them but yeah hell yeah but, yeah no it's it's um but like i don't know that's what i i always loved about um i loved about that game cuz it's just like all like not like regular people but it was just like normal humans um and like yeah. uh and aliens and just those fucking ratlings who I, I fucking loved. Yeah. And like <laughs> little wh- guys. And they, they, one of them had like a fucking like micro fridge for like IPAs. Like yeah. they, could, they could just like, you know, just like bust out beers and just start drinking in the middle of fighting. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, this one's yeah. like fucking 72 IBUs. No biggie. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you no. want a sip? I don't know if you'll like it, though. It's 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 yeah. it's really heady. It's really hoppy. Maybe a little too much. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you know, I I like my I like my beer to maybe you know there's 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 some nuance to it. I just don't want every beer I drink to taste like uh fucking like uh pine cones that soaking in like a fucking grapefruit juice. You know, I just wanted to be like a a nice little Christmas tree. You know, I hate hopheads, Mister Frodo. I have no idea what you're saying. (laughs) 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 The ring has gotten to your head and you're saying things I don't know anything about. Oh, okay, Sam. You're more of a stouts guy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just starts crying. (laughs) No, I'm more into hops than malts, but you know, different strokes, different strokes. Oh my God. I love that idea of just like, you know, just like poor put upon Sam. Sam Gamgee and just Frodo just like talking endlessly about all the different beers he doesn't even know about but he's just put I don't don't know yeah just this character in my head um god oh man looking through here there's not uh man it's just a lot of inquisitors who have done bad things (laughs) yeah that's uh a lot of them tend to do that, like um, spoilers for like a 15, 20 year old book series. But I remember in um, 
<laughs> what Eisenhorn does is, you know, as he gets more and more radical using the powers of chaos and so on, he um he does a lot of like just really, really fucked up shit to his like his retinue, his acolytes. Like he's had this one guy who's been standing through him just thick and thin. And this guy used to be an arbitrator, like uh, Arbitace, right. the, the the cops. And, yeah. you know, him and Eisenhorn were like buddy-buddy. And then as Eisenhorn oh. got more radical, it's like, this is less my friend and more a tool. So I'm going to bind him as a demon host. I'm going to let a demon live in him. And then I'm going to just send him out to a meeting of my enemies and have him be a suicide bomb. And just, geez, Gregor, you really let yourself go. <laughs> What was um oh, I'm that I'm trying to like remember the names of all these guys. There was one demon called Profanity, right? Um, I think so. Just something like that. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember the demon host situation. Yeah, it's been it's, a while. I since literally I haven't read this shit since but... high school. So yeah. it's <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah, um, I I I think I yeah I read the Ravener series uh, last year, which is a bit more, Ravener. I've never a bit more actually read before. Mind. It's good. Like it's it's really more of the same because yeah. like you know, it, like mystery story in the forty first millennium. But um, Ravener as a character is a lot more interesting because like uh, I think in the second Eisenhorn book, he's he's like Eisenhorn's interrogator, which is like yeah. an apprentice inquisitor, and right. you know he's this rising star. He's this wizard level psyker. He's super pure, super like go-getter about doing the right thing and then there's this big chaos ambush that happens during a parade and i think a titan falls on him or something and he's just trapped in this like mobile uh hover round for the rest of his life just like a a charred corpse in a chair and what's interesting when he becomes an inquisitor and he gets his own retinue is like ravener is a bit of an eldar weeaboo and right. he makes all his crew wear like little Eldar pendants that allow <laughs> Ravener to kind of like psychically possess them as needed. Oh shit! So <laughs> that's how he's able to uh, to interact with the world at large while he's just trapped in his metal chair and feeling sad and horny. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Such is the awesome. fate of I, all I... who play Eldar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I could go out like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why won't my range get updated? <laughs> I've been using the same Guardian since 3rd edition. But always more Space Marines. <laughs> no, but like, I, it's so funny. Like, I remember, like, it, it is funny because, like, you know, you know, what's that say? Like, none of us are, um, you know, immune to propaganda or whatever. Right, right. It's just those thick booty shorts or, or, or whatever. <laughs> Um, and I, I had that experience recently. Um, um, I, I think that um, her new model uh, came out. Um, it was like uh, Lilith Hesperax, but it hadn't come out right. um, when we were talking Dark Eldar. So here's here's her old model. So like, damn, mm -hmm. man. You know, she just, you know, she's just oh, sort yeah. of like, you know, she's just like, you know. Someone who like you just like would want to walk up and like say hi to you at a bar, but you're just so like I'm just gonna fucking leave it alone. <laughs> like, I I love how um, like she's presumably on a battlefield and yet she's barefoot. Well, listen, <laughs> that's that's the Dark Eldar. They yeah. she's she's I, a I mean, gladiatorial witch and she needs it to spring around. 
Oh, see, I thought she had like uh like all her OnlyFans subscribers had like paid enough into the next <laughs> tier of membership oh, to uh like let get to the yeah. point where she would take her feet off during a battle yeah. or whatever. Take but her this, shoes off. <laughs> but That's this, the next tier. Yeah. But yeah. this is her this is her new this is her new model. Oh and so wow. this this just can't this is this is a new model that's coming out. And I, I remember just like feeling this reactionary little, <laughs> little like just explosion in my brain happened where I was just like, she's not hot anymore. <laughs> oh my God. How am I supposed to jack off to this? <laughs> like, oh. But it's a great model. I, I, it I actually, yeah, it's, it's super fun. I, um, yeah, I love this uh, Revenant-looking dude at the bottom here with the fucking tentacles growing out of his uh, armor. Oh, that's great, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a little Guardian corpse, I just realized, with the skull right oh, there. Oh, my God, that is. Yeah. That's 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 an Eldar Guardian. That's yeah. great. That's fun. But I, I remember that just sort of being, like, just, like, uh, like just, like, kind of hidden subconscious like Eldar weeaboo moment that I had. I was just like, <laughs> like, I was just like seeing this model. I was just like, something's not right here and I'm going to get to the bottom of this. It's a just... real Bakamonkai moment. <laughs> it doesn't make you horny anymore and the gamer <laughs> instinct takes over. I, I remember what, there was one weird thing in like the second or third Gaunt's Ghosts book where there was an Inquisitor attached to the Tanith first and only, and it was some of the worst writing, all apologies, you know, all respects to Dan Abnett, because, like, I mm. I love that dude, but, like, it was just this, like, ex machina, pull it out of your ass thing, where, like, this Inquisitor had, like, <laughs> been born and raised, like, like, had amnesia and forgot that they were born and raised, on an Eldar craft world or something. And that's where like they belonged and had to be. Oh, and, like, I remember and, that. And, yeah. And you, yeah. And it was just so like, where the fuck is this coming from? And then she's just sort of like, I'm going to go be with my people now. I'm going to get yeah. away from you. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was, but it's like, I remember just like laughing my ass off when I first read that. Cause I just yeah, was like, you know, God. <laughs> There's nothing I, that established this or foreshadowed this. I guess whatsoever. This, like the stereotype for like Malleus and Hereticus Inquisitors is they go radical and end up using the tools of chaos and falling to chaos. But I guess the stereotype for Xenos Inquisitors is they fall in love with the aliens, just Eldar weeaboos all the way down, and they just go and like spend a semester abroad on the craft world and come back in like a fucking. Like fucking uh, Chevak with his Harlequin coat. <laughs> oh man, we gotta talk about him, dude. We oh, dude, dude. Oh yeah. my God, Chevak is a. Oh, he's he's a figure. I just really have to pee first. All right, absolutely. And I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. No, I won't do that. So um, we were talking about um, fucking um, Inquisition, um, you know, Eldar weeaboos. Yes. Uh, but we, we forgot to talk about um, uh, uh, Bronislav Chevak. Yes, that's his name. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bronislav. We, we've we've we, touched on him. Yeah, we, we've, we've made we've that We've dipped joke. our fingers yeah. in that uh, 
The jar of brownie slaw. Yeah. <laughs> God. I um, just want to post this fan art real quick. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Love can bloom part two. Make it happen for a chan. <laughs> it's so strong, I will even stop people from dying. It's a very uh, an inquisitor with, with a, a chin strap beard and sunglasses, it looks like. And he's wearing Tau armor and carrying Tau weaponry. And he's hugging a Tau girl in a black dress with gold is, shoulder he's giving- pads. He's giving her a little kiss. Yeah, he's just giving her a little <laughs> little kiss. He's got on the hip. Head. He has got the hipster undercut with the top knot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the beard, like this. This guy is like such a fucking like goes to yoga class to <laughs> pick up chicks. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's, he's this guy he's, will sprinkle. You know, uh, this guy sprinkles Cumtown references in his conversations just to see if he can, <laughs> how racist he can get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah i know he's he's like he's very coiffed you know he, he, <laughs> he, yeah he definitely um what bar does this guy go to uh he usually goes to the narrows <laughs> <laughs> oh man Oh, but yeah, we're talking about uh, Chevak. We've shared pictures of him. He kind of looks like Bernie Sanders in a Technicolor dream coat. (laughs) His whole deal is pretty interesting, actually. He's like on a quest to find the the Black Library, which is the spot in the webway with just all the knowledge of chaos, which is, I think it's like guarded by the Harlequins. Yeah, it's a craft world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the guy who is also looking for the Black Library is uh, Araman from the Thousand Sons, who also there's also a... there's also a um, a fucking um, Forge World that's looking for it. Oh, really? Um, I don't remember who they are. If you're a fan and you're listening, you should comment on one of our fucking pages or something. Yeah, you should school know. us on on Warhammer lore that by all rights we should know ourselves. But uh, but yeah, I I remember reading um I forget the name of the author who wrote it. I think it's Rob Saunders, but um the book is called Atlas Infernal. It's about um Chevak venturing just through the warp and going across the galaxy. Uh, trying to find the uh, the the map to the Black Library, which is the at- the Atlas Infernal, and then once he gets it, he's like trying to keep it away from Araman, and it's a real uh, it, it's 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 like a total fucking fever dream of a Black Library book, but it's also really fun, just because you're just going from pa- place to place so fast, just set piece to set piece. It's like a like a Call of Duty game in that respect, just wowing you with all these. Uh, like just high octane set pieces so you never stop to actually think about what you're experiencing is there like a no russian like <laughs> a scene oh, no. i don't remember one but yeah you just you board the you you board the fucking uh black library airport 
No high gothic. Just rack the slide on your <laughs> shuriken cannon as you're all in like uh, dire Avenger armor from Craft World, wherever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, man. I remember, yeah, the first Modern Warfare and even the second Modern Warfare was actually pretty fun. No, yeah, they're fun. yeah definitely. I can't, yeah, for, I can't for, pretend for, I didn't love them. Yeah, yeah, for what it was. And then Black Ops 1 was fun. And then yeah. it just was sort of like, all right. By the time. Sure, as a lot of these games. By the time Modern Warfare 3 came out, it kind of lost its thunder. And yeah, yeah. now I, I hear Warzone is fun, but. Yeah, Warzone's cool. I suck at it, but. Yeah. You know, I, it's fun to play with friends. Yeah, when it comes to uh, Battle Royales, I'm more of an Apex guy, but don't have a computer that can run it. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You'll get, the, once, you'll once get sh- there. Just get the parts. Yeah, just once Joe gives me my fucking money that he owes me. <laughs> I, saw, I saw this great meme that was um it was a uh, schumer just sort of like going into like his new office it was just like here's my new office like democratic um majority leader and like somebody photoshopped it to the office of the motherfucker who owes me two thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> goddamn right <laughs> goddamn man oh uh, so i'm scrolling up in the big titties room here and i see that you Posted the model of a Jokero weapon scheme. Which... Oh man. Yeah, I was wondering what that was about. I was like, yeah. Like, like, we talked about this. So this, this is like, this is return to monkey shit. <laughs> this is like old, old, old Warhammer lore. And I, I, I forget exactly how this goes. So what, what exactly do these guys do, Andrew? What's their deal? The, the first time I ever saw them, um, and I, I, I never fought these or ever saw them. I never fought Grey Knights either. Um, mm. Like, so, like, I, that's not true. I fought Grey Knights, but that was, like, before they got their Matt Ward update. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is the whole thing. But, like, I had, like, um, these dudes, are, they have, like, Digitech weapons, which are just, like, little rings that, like, have, you know, just, like, a tiny little hidden plasma gun on them. So they they just they are just a you know alien race of monkeys who just love to build stuff, and all they do is build stuff. And the Inquisition kind of discovered them, or the Imperium discovered them at some point, and they're just like, wow, there's like they're no threat. They don't use any of these horrible weapons they make. They just like building, and so it's just like ah, we'll just sort of annex them, I guess. And so for the longest time. It was just like when the Grey Knights got revamped, it was just sort of like, yeah, badass Grey Knights, badass, you know, <laughs> baby Bjorn, yeah. walker walkers and uh, <laughs> all this other stuff. And then they also had these little monkeys who followed them around. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the funniest thing. <laughs> and I'm like, it's just these little like, it was something that they were doing at that time period because they did the same thing with the Dark Eldar revamp where they added like a bunch of like other kind of aliens, the Slith, who are like these like oh, Naga yeah. snake people. It's and like then like uh, these mind aliens. worms and all these different like alien monsters and other things that are part of there. They kind of like we're trying to just like attach different alien races to each faction. Um, similar to like the Dark Angels having like the little like, you know, watchers in the dark or whatever yeah yeah Um, yeah 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 
Yeah, like just those, it, those just little like, alien races that don't really get much representation as like their own army list, but they're in the fluff there in the background. Kind yeah, of doing and the thing. Tau, yeah, the Tau have Vespid and Crute. Yeah, and like, you know, like they're just sort of sprinkled around for flavor, and like yeah. these are just like these ridiculous orangutan space orangutans. <laughs> just like I don't know, I, I any any time I saw them, I just laughed. I just, thought they were so just the Inquisition keeps them around and just like throw weapon parts at, and maybe they'll come up with something cool. Maybe you'll get like uh, his Digitech gun. It fires his spurts. If he shoots, <laughs> you, it's, it's gonna, gonna hurt. hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's this lanky Kong. Lanky what? Kong is, is, just, is just fucking, uh, you know, Bill. <laughs> just working the just like Mechanicus, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> just labor, you know, factory. Where do these Where are these things coming out of his uh, his hand here? I have no clue. They're like long <laughs> ET fingers. I, I think those are just his fingers. He's finally here to probe your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Grant Kirkhope. Amazing, oh. amazing song that people have been memeing for, for like several decades now. <laughs> God bless you, Grant Kirkhope, you beautiful man. <laughs> oh, man. You could like tweet at him and he'll respond to you because he's just like, He's just like a professional dad, like oh. who just make he just makes music, and he's just like anytime people like reach out to him, he's just like so touched to just sort of like you know be like, oh, I'm glad you you loved my music, man. Oh, it's so like, awesome. I don't know. He's he's so cool. I love Greg Kirkhope. We should get him on um, the podcast. Yeah, I, yeah. I was just like, hey, Greg Kirkhope, do you want to come on this podcast? That's nothing to do with anything. <laughs> you've ever participated in <laughs> we'll we'll read uh warhammer we'll read fucking lexicanum articles out yeah. to you and and just that yeah. that'll we'll, we'll do that for two hours come on our podcast we'll have a lot we of can, fun i, I cover banjo kazooie deep lore oh that's you know, quiz him and if, that, he, if he if he if he gets it wrong we can like shock him yeah <laughs> like we'd shock his nipples and his genitals <laughs> It's like yeah, it's like that Eric Andre Jack Black episode where Jack Black gets tortured and electrocuted. <laughs> yes, uh, come on our our show, Grant Kirkhope. We'll electrocute your balls. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be able to piss anymore. <laughs> we love you though. Oh man. Oh. Support for Bros Once Loyal comes from Orc Be Gone. Keep those pesky Gretchens out of your grout. And from listeners like you. Thank you. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Pocket Casts, Podbean, Stitcher, or follow us on your RSS feed. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and somehow even Tumblr. Just search for Bros Once Loyal on any one of those platforms and we'll pop up near the top. Thanks again for listening. Stay safe out there.